hope, maybe even for us. We need a lot more people raising the ruckus, start making a fuss, start giving up. And get out into the streets and there may be hope. Hello, you're listening to KUBU, Low Power FM Radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. The program is brought to you by 350 Sacramento, a local climate action group inspired by 350.org. I'll be your host, and each program will provide you with local, regional, and national news about climate change, as well as local calendar events, interviews, and more. For more details, including past radio programs, or if you have questions or comments, please visit 350sacramento.org. Climate Reports back. I hope you were able to attend the Ode to Earth event last Saturday night. The Guild Theater was packed and everyone enjoyed rich and diverse performances by many local artists. We'll hear one of them later in the show. Today, more highlights from the Governor's Climate Action Summit, an update on Sacramento's Climate Commission, and the pending SMUD Carbon Reduction Plan decision. We've also got news on the California's fourth climate change assessment, which is now available, and Renaissance Society climate change course underway at Sac State. Music today, Optimistically by Occupy the Trees and I Feel Threatened by Mallard, both local bands. And now, find some shelter and get ready. It's time for the Climate Report. On the Climate Report last week, I announced that the cities of Sacramento and West Sacramento had formed a climate coalition and held a press conference last week to take initial steps on that action. Today's show, I've got more information on that, including an explanation from Mayor Daryl Steinberg on what carbon zero means to Sacramento. Well, what can a city actually do when it comes to climate change? Climate change may seem like the type of large-scale issue best addressed by countries and their governments, but individual cities can do much more than many people think. As part of the recent Global Climate Action Summit in San Francisco, Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg and Minister Shane Rattenberry of Canberra, Australia, joined forces to sign a Carbon Zero Cities Declaration, pledging to become carbon zero by the year 2050 or sooner. And as a carbon zero city, Sacramento and its residents would be powered entirely by renewable energy. Ultimately, Sacramento would no longer produce greenhouse gases, such as carbon dioxide, to directly and indirectly support human activities. Well, at the meeting on September 14th, Steinberg and Rattenberry gathered in with elected officials from mid-sized cities around the globe to discuss opportunities and hurdles in addressing climate change and to form joint working relationships. Representatives from places such as Copenhagen, Jalisco, and Boulder, Colorado were in attendance. Days after the summit, Steinberg teamed up with West Sacramento Mayor Christopher Calboron to launch the Joint Mayor's Commission on Climate Change with the goal of drastically cutting greenhouse gas emissions in these two cities. By working together, we can accelerate and shape the transition to a clean energy economy that's already occurring to ensure that it benefits our local businesses and residents, Steinberg said. We can strengthen Sacramento's position as a hub for our investment in clean technologies and promote social equity and economic prosperity for all. The commission 
is to be led by retired CalPERS Chief Executive Officer Anne Strasboe and will build political support from aggressive climate action and devise strategies for both cities to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions, also referred to as carbon zero, now by the year 2045. As we've witnessed this summer, the potential impacts of climate change on our community are daunting, Strasbourg said. This initiative gives us the opportunity to accelerate efforts to ensure a healthy and livable Sacramento for our children and grandchildren. Hi, I'm Daryl Steinberg, the mayor of Sacramento, and I'm here at uh, the International Climate Summit. We are partnering with the city of Canberra, uh, the capital of Australia, to encourage mid-sized cities like ours to be leaders on climate change. Uh, We are building a modern economy around clean energy, whether it's our Electrify America grant and and our effort to become the electric vehicle capital of California, or uh, the test ground for autonomous vehicles, uh, or a whole host of other innovations, not just in the city, but within the region. Um, It was heartening to listen to others and know that we're not only on the right track, in some ways we're way ahead.
troubles, but why worry? Cause I could spend a thousand years living in my greatest fears, or I could pass away living my life optimistically. Optimistically by Occupy the Trees. California's fourth climate change assessment was just released late in August when the Governor's Climate Action Summit occurred in San Francisco. And this assessment is one of California's key contributions to the state of our understanding of climate change. What is a climate assessment? Well, California's climate change assessments contribute to the scientific foundation for understanding climate-related vulnerability at the local scale and informing resilience actions while also directly informing state policies, plans, programs, and guidance to promote effective and integrated action to safeguard California from climate change. California's fourth climate change assessment provides information to build resilience to climate impacts, including temperature, wildfire, water, and sea level rise in governance. You can download a snapshot of the key findings of the fourth assessment at the website climateassessment.ca.gov, which also has links to the full statewide summary report. The statewide summary report presents an overview of the main findings of California's fourth climate change assessment, translates the state of climate science into useful information for action. The statewide summary report presents findings to the, in the context of existing climate science, including strategies to adapt to climate change adaptations and key research gaps needed to spur additional progress on safeguarding California from climate change. Now, as, if that wasn't enough, there are other statewide reports as well as regional reports, technical reports, and other tools. Fourth assessment presents information in a variety of ways, all accessible through the website. Regional reports summarize climate impacts and adaptation needs around the state, and a resolution useful for local decision makers. Statewide impacts are summarized in the statewide summary report, as well as reports on tribal and indigenous communities, climate justice, and California's ocean and coast. The technical reports are the foundation of the fourth assessment. They include climate projections and analyses of expected impacts to various sectors around the state. California is a global leader in using, investing in, and advancing research to set proactive climate change policy and its climate change assessments contributes to the scientific foundation for understanding climate-related vulnerability at local scale and informing resilience actions. Since 2006, the state has undertaken four comprehensive climate change assessments designed to assess the impacts and risks from climate change and to identify potential solutions to inform policy actions. Climate change assessments directly inform state policies, plans, programs, and guidance to promote effective and integrated action to safeguard California from climate change. Each of these reports presents original research finding for specific questions relevant to California's climate change policy. It's a collaboration between the State Energy Commission, California Natural Resources Agency, and the Governor's Office of Planning and Research. I encourage you to take a look at this document. It's a, it's a major accomplishment. You're listening to KUBU, Low Power FM Radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the internet, accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. 
350 Sacramento recently presented recommendations to SMUD on a new carbon footprint strategy. Speakers covered a range of issues and delivered a powerful message to the SMUD board and staff. We'll hear some of that input on the show today. Uh, A Yale study showed that three out of four Sacramento County residents believe climate change is happening and will harm their children. And a recent national survey found that in in 2016 found that 20 percent the early adopters were willing to pay $50 a month to address climate change. And that's nationally. California is way ahead. Sacramento is way ahead of California. So we can do this. And SMUD is not alone. As I mentioned, there are other agencies who are really working on this. We, you have us and 350 Sacramento and other organizations, countless volunteers who want to help you achieve these goals. We can help promote the goals. We can help build political support for the cities and counties to create ordinances and codes and climate action plans to help support that 350 net zero scenario. So we ask you to to support the 350 net zero solution. It's more aggressive than what you're talking about, but there's a bigger picture that has to do with making our region more prosperous, making it easier to breathe, making a better community, creating green jobs, and especially creating a safer future. So my last slide, and just in time, um, I'd like you to think about something, someone, or someplace that you love. And to us, that's the bottom line. That's what we're trying to do. I'm with UC Davis, uh, but I live in Carmichael, Ward 7. I'm a marine ecologist and a climate change scientist. As the former Western Director of the U.S. Department of Energy's National Institute for Global Environmental Change, I have been both conducting and funding uh, scientific research on climate change impacts to both terrestrial and marine ecosystems for the past 20 years. Um, I've also been teaching this subject for more than a decade now. Uh, So I know all too well the necessity and challenges that we face with lowering carbon emissions, as well as needing to remove existing carbon dioxide from our atmosphere, which is a whole different issue here. Um, SMUD has already been an impressive leader in implementing programs to lower emissions, but it's clear to me from all the research that I've done that we need to move as quickly as possible to limit emissions, much more so in the coming decades. Relative to the IRP, I agree that trying to reach absolute zero is unrealistic at this time, as uh, Scott was showing. However, I firmly support the 350-SAC target emission scenario of 350,000 metric tons to be accomplished through a program utilizing 98% renewables uh, by 2040. Uh, Although this may seem to represent a significant challenge, I do believe that we have little choice if we realistically hope to Uh, make a significant difference in our future generations. I also feel that by setting this target, SMUD will emerge as an even stronger leader in setting meaningful standards for our entire nation. Good evening. I'm a mother of two and a family physician. I want to bring to you my focus on prevention and the urgency of our global problem. I have fond memories of snorkeling with my kids in the sea and camping in the redwoods and want to preserve what's left for future generations. As an immigrant, I also cherish the memories of being kindly welcomed to this country by so many Americans. Climate change-induced mass migrations have completely changed how immigrants are viewed and treated. 
By many accounts, climate change is happening even faster than many of the models have predicted. So to prevent much suffering and the irreversible destruction of our planet, we must solve this problem as quickly as is possible. Just this June, the Berkeley City Council made a declaration of climate emergency and set their goal to reach 100% carbon-free energy, including electricity, transportation, and buildings by 2030. San Francisco has set this similar goal by 2030. Many other towns have already achieved this goal, albeit smaller than Sacramento, such as Burlington, Vermont, Aspen, and Georgetown, Texas, which completed this conversion to this year. The Republican mayor of Georgetown stated that this decision marked the point where renewables are now less expensive than fossil fuels. Finally, our community members are more than just ratepayers. We are parents, grandparents, and many are deeply committed to our environment and sustainability. But as individuals, many people feel that they cannot bring about systemic change. So here's where you come in. A Yale study found that 9 out of 10 people in our region believe that our elected officials need to do more to address climate change. You're confident and accelerated leadership in setting larger community goals and raising additional funding for massive renewable energy would be supported by most Sacramentans. Just as in the World War II efforts, people came together and bought bonds just the last sentence, and grew victory gardens and decreased consumption, they can be inspired to do so again for this global crisis. It's like they let the millennial go last, so this is perfect. Hi, I'm uh, part of 350 Sacramento, and I want to also recommend as all of our wonderful speakers who have come out today for the 350 Net Zero Plan. Kind of a couple ideas to sum everyone's up, it, uh, ideas up is it's, it's kind of sad that things we value most in our lives and our communities don't really have a monetary value that we can assign to them. You know, environmental economics is a very, very hard field, and so is assigning a value to the quality of your life. So kind of an idea I want to keep in your mind. Um, I really enjoyed the presentation earlier. I did feel that we were looking a little bit at, we have negative assumptions when we're looking at these ideas of what we can accomplish or, or what the future will be like. There was a lot of talk of how the cost of energy will rise and then people will be using more efficient technology so demand will actually lower which will drive prices up more. And in my mind I wanted to think you know, what if we think about how much more efficient solar and wind will be and we can generate so much more energy for even less money, you know, trying to change the assumptions we have. Um, and since we are already making so many assumptions about what it will take to get to the 80 by 50 goal with all these, you know, how many EVs we have to have in electrification, since we already have those base assumptions we're taking for or even the 1 million uh, metric ton goal that SMUD has already um, agreed to, I don't think the $80 million more to get to our 350000 goal is really that much of a jump. And as was said multiple times in the presentation, SMUD can manage the risks. The increase is actually not too bad. Um, I just don't believe we have the luxury to be timid anymore. But more importantly, we don't want to bypass this amazing opportunity that's presented to us right now. There are three upcoming workshops on how to be an environmental justice ally. How to, how to be an environmental justice or EJ ally is a workshop designed to give people tools to create environments that foster inclusivity. These workshops are for environmental advocates interested in doing intentional environmental justice work. The ideal audience is people that need tools to promote diversity and inclusion in their organization. 
Although the workshop is centered around environmental justice, all advocates are welcome. This three-part workshop will be held in the, the Breathe California Conference Room, 909 12th Street, Sacramento. There will be a reception at 6 to 6.30 prior to each event. You're invited to attend all three, but that's not required. This event is free, but there is a suggested donation of $10 to help cover food and supplies. The first workshop will be held Thursday, September 27th from 6 to 8 p.m., talking about race. The second one on October 25th, again at 6 to 8 p.m., ending colorblindness. And then Thursday, November 29th, creating inclusive organizations. You can register online by visiting ecosacramento.net. And again, the first workshop is coming up September 27th. Did you know that the local Renaissance Society has a climate change course underway? Well, the Renaissance Society is a local lifelong learning program based at Sacramento State University. And currently, there's a climate change course underway with the next session coming up September 29th from 10 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on campus. The session will focus on science, basic climate science, on how climate system works, climate history, the expert scientific consensus on human-caused global warming, including detection, risks, and impacts. And impacts will look at the big five carbon polluters United States, China, the EU, India, and Russia, and how ongoing climate change is affecting extreme and unpredictable events, including temperature, rainfall, hurricanes, wildfires, and sea level rise. Look at the politics, including how politics has shaped the climate change discussion and will do so in the future. And solutions will include looking at the, the Paris Climate Agreement, why our military is taking this climate change very seriously, alternative energy sources, geoengineering, economic and policy solutions, and how each of us can make a difference locally and globally. Instructors, this course will be taught by a team of nationally known and respected peer-published environmental scientists who have spent their career studying the influence of humans on our local, regional, and global environment and are committed to making the planet a better place to live for future generations. So please join them for and this exciting and inspiring series of educational lectures, films, and group discussions will be held on Saturdays from 10 to 11.45 a.m. between September 8th and December 8th at California State University, Sacramento. For more information, contact Dr. Tom Suchanik. He's a professor at UC Davis. You can get information on this event at ecosacramento.net in the calendar section. So again, that's the Climate Change Course by the Renaissance Society. Thank you.
born to make this body just for me to find myself Feel Threatened by local band Mallard. Don't forget to check out my other radio program on KUBU, Making Tracks, focusing on wildlife, nature, and environmental issues every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., right after the Climate Report. And be sure to tune in Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for Radio EcoShock and the latest on science, issues, and authors dealing with climate change and the environment on a global scale. Hosted and produced by Alex Smith. Don't miss it. You're listening to KUBU, low-power FM radio in Sacramento. This is The Voice, The Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUB locally at 96.5 on your FM dial, or you can also listen to the station on the Internet, accesssacramento.org. This program is The Climate Report, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. This program is brought to you by 350 Sacramento, a local climate action group inspired by 350.org. I'll be your host, and each program will provide you with local, regional, and national news about climate change, as well as local calendar events, interviews, and more. For more details, including past radio programs, or if you have questions or comments, please visit 350sacramento.org. There may be hope, maybe even for us. We need a lot more people raising a ruckus. Start making a fuss, start giving up. Get out into the streets and there may be 